0: Buffy, and Frodo were in the Hogwarts library late into the night, prepping for the final trek into Mordor. Liz,
1: I have to stop you. Why? Because this already sounds like the greatest story of all time. World Stealer!
0: Hi, this is World Stealers, the show where we take you into the sky and under the sea and under the ground and into the space and into the earth and most importantly into the Disney vault where we find our best stories.
1: <laughs> <laughs> give them to me. Give
0: me the stories. I'm just so glad they're here. You go. You Hi can Kate.
1: do it. Okay. Oh, sorry. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. <laughs> Hi Liz, sorry I was interrupting you. It's okay. You were just excited. I was because this is a big week for you. Hi, it is a big week for me. It's one of my favorite franchises. So, guys, this week we're doing X Men. Yes. Um,
0: We did it last week. We did it.
1: We did it last. week. Were you there, or do you traveling through time? (gasps) Yes. Is that your X Men power? Are you traveling through your consciousness back in time? You know, ever since I killed Hitler, it's been really hard to keep track of what's been going on. <laughs> okay. So then, yes, we read my story last week, and now okay, we're doing good. your story. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, so week two of X Files, uh, X Men. Sorry, I know it's okay. Um, it's like week two of X <laughs> It's been a it's been a journey. It has. It's yeah. We tiny army. We love that you're still here with us. We've stolen so many worlds. We and we did not have a good filing system for them.
0: No. And we have lost
1: we just, track of what they were. We mixed them up. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> they need to stop making worlds look the same.
0: <laughs> we thought we were going to be benevolent dictators of these worlds we stole, but it turns out we're very cruel. <laughs>
1: We just forget about them, honestly. Sometimes I'm just like, I need a coffee. And I leave my world somewhere. The one that I've stolen.
0: It's like the worlds we steal are like, hi, Kate and Liz. And we're like, hey, you.
1: You? You're special to me. I love you. Yeah. let's. I'll be at that baseball game. I promise. Don't worry, kiddo. Don't worry, kid. (laughs) But we do love X-Men. Oh yeah, absolutely. I do with a strong, strong passion.
0: Yeah. So I feel like the obvious question here is, what would you if you had a mutated X gene? Which was I have so as a former biology teacher, I have a lot of questions yes. about how you could have a single mutation on a very specific gene that seems like it would be a bit specific mutation, but somehow they all do different things. Right. And there seems to be like a cascading because you're, it's it's on your like sex, your 23rd chromosome is Mm -hmm. your, it's like your gamete chromosome, Mm, which makes sense for the fact that like these traits seem heritable. But I just have a lot of questions on like how this works, how all the mutations are different, how more of them don't result in spontaneous terminations of pregnancies, which
1: was like what most big mutations would do. They would just kill you. Right. I just have... You threw a couple of terms at me there that I cannot wrap my little head around. You know, it doesn't matter because you can't <laughs> think about these things or else everything's ruined. Okay, cool. Um, I, I, to be fair, um, it, it, <laughs> this is kind of in the same line of where your logical process was going. But when I was watching these movies at one point, because of course I watch all my, my uh, World Stealers research at home near my partner, Jack. Um, we were watching it and he said to me, okay, I get that you can shoot lasers out of your eyes and I get telepathy. But storm can control weather. Yeah, that was his mutation question. He was like, that has nothing to do with her body. That's a really is that like an electrostatic thing? Does it have to do with like the lightning of it? But then where does you can't She just just pulls wind in? Yeah, she's like moving molecules around, which I feel like if that applies to weather, it should apply to a lot of other things.
0: It's really well, what's interesting is as I was doing research on X-Men, um, in an interview, the I don't know if it was like maybe it was just Stanley. I don't know. Did he cre- he created the X? Stanley
1: and Jack Kirby.
0: So I'm not sure which one it was, but in an interview, one of them was like, "They were like, yeah, I basically wanted, you know, to create another like bunch of superheroes and not have to explain where their powers came from." He's like, "How many times can you have someone get bitten by a radioactive spider? Yes, so it yes. gave them a genetic mutation." And you know, in like the '60s, yeah, when nobody really knew how that shit
1: worked. How genes worked. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, so the question here is, but yeah, like which, what, what, what power would you, have? it could
0: be power a power that one of the X-Men already has. It could be yes a thing that you think up that you want.
1: So remember way back in season one when I talked about how I had written fan fiction in high school? Yes. So X-Men was one of the things I wrote a lot of fan fiction for. Excellent. Yeah. And I had a character. uh, I forget. I feel like I named her Hunter. This is coming from like the deep recesses of my childhood brain. So you're going to have to hold up with me here. But her... Unlike typical hero story, right? Like, And something you would write as a teenager. She was orphaned. Nobody understood her. She was like aloof. But at the same time, very pretty. And everyone wanted to be her friend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. of course. Like every teenager writes that she character. she not know how pretty she was. No, and she was very like tomboy and like mm-hmm. rejecting mm-hmm. of like, I actually at an early age was very reject of like feminine conformity. It was like, nah. So you nah. wrote Katniss Everdeen before The Hunger Games ever came yes, out? Yes, mm-hmm. I did um, she even kind of looked like Katniss Everdeen too? Okay. Oh my god, I'm remembering now. Her X Men name was Raven, which is already which an X Men. Is an X,
0: but her X, but Raven's X Men name is Mystique. Exactly. Okay. So
1: I this was before. Listen, every child of the early 2000s who was really into My Chemical Romance and Lincoln Park named their fanfiction character Raven. I just want to put that out there. It makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get it. I shopped at Hot Topic. It was a whole thing. Anyway.
0: That was not me. I was
1: listening to Dave Matthews Band. Her. So I wrote, God, I wrote so many chapters. And these were things that I delivered to my high school friends that they they also had mutants that we would like write into it. They would write their portion from their point of view. And I would write my part. Anyway. There was a point. So Raven's mutant power was being able to go back in time for small increments basically like quicksilver but backwards okay to like affect things right like a a time hop yeah like a quick time rewind and then she would go back she would flip back so she'd be able to like change something that was a minute behind and then come back oh so like really really quick because i was gonna say isn't
0: there an x-men who can
1: yes send people back in time that's um kitty kitty yeah it's uh what's her name ellen Ellen Page. Ellen Page's character. In, yeah, and yeah, but um Kitty and that she
0: can't go back in time herself, she can send people. She sends your consciousness, consciousness back in time, back
1: in time which I, I don't think is like fully I don't know, I haven't read that that comic book series that Future Days of Future Past is based on. Um but anyway. It seems like a very vague power to me. Yes. So anyway, that was her, but uh the her backstory was that her parents were killed before she's developed her powers. And so the idea is that, like, as Uh she gets older and becomes more and more powerful, she can jump further and further back in time. Interesting. And then at one point, Professor X is like, you know, like, pull, like she's angsty and getting into trouble and, like, getting into trouble with boys and, like, stealing things. And at one point, Professor X, like, pulls her aside and is like, you know, you're never going to be able to go back and change your parents' death because that would affect too many things. And anyway, that was, like, a big plot point in my fan fiction as Mm -hmm. a 16-year-old. So you were already worried
0: about the time space continuum.
1: Oh, I mean, <laughs> obsessed with death as a young child. Well, so very fitting to me, and also like fade and you know not being able to change life. And I had read Harry Potter at that point. Like, come on, I was yeah. stealing this from Harry Potter. You knew
0: what dangerous instruments right. time turners were.
1: I literally like wrote the plot of the cursed child before it existed, before so that, even the last so Harry Potter your book fault. came out. <laughs> No, but in my fan fiction, nobody does goes back in time right. because it's it's not useful as a story plot thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we don't have to get into that. Okay, so what? Yeah. So yes. Okay. So sorry, that's the answer to my question. I would like to go back in time for for a little hops so that I could play pranks on people.
0: <laughs> that's
1: actually <an laughs> that's awesome mainly power. what my character yeah. did is she would like play pranks on people. Could that be
0: functionally translated into like, were you was Raven a good like
1: member of the team? Could she, like... Yes, in the same way that that... What's that movie? Um, uh, Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise, where he keeps respawning. Oh, yeah. So, like, that. Like, people would get hurt, and she would be able to go back and keep them from getting hurt. Oh, that's cool. But yeah. if she gets hurt, she can't, you know... Right. right. Like, if you die, you can't go back in time. You're dead. You died. You can't Bomb stop your or- own Dav. Um, I
0: think that I would like the power of... <laughs> I'm gonna forget his name. He was in... Not Days of Future Past. Um, What's the one before it? The first one with James McAvoy is Professor X. And Honey McHotpants is Magneto. First Class? First Class. That's the one. Okay. So there's the mutant in it who can, like, direct waves of sound at things in, like, a really, basically, like, shrieks and can, like,
1: shatter glass. Banshee. Banshee. Who's played by the really, really good actor from Get Out. That I forgot about. Oh, yeah. It was the brother on Get Out. Yeah. right.
0: So I think that that power would really suit my strengths, which is being loud. It's true. (laughs) And also he could use it to fly, which is cool. Banshee's pretty fun. Like, you just get to scream at
1: people. (laughs) He ends up marrying or being with Moira, the FBI, CIA girl. Or CIA, yeah.
0: Moira McTaggart. Yeah. Played by Rose Byrne, yeah, who is a person that does not deserve to be as hot and as funny simultaneously as she is, because that's no, not fair. I love no, her. she does deserve. it. She deserves She's everything. Wonderful. I
1: love her. Anyway,
0: um, yes. anyway, yeah. So I would be Banshee, because I would. I've always like thought flying would be cool, but this uh-huh. is a way that I could fly and <laughs> scream at the same time.
1: Yeah, that was a really cool scene when they like launched him off of that, off the, the uh, X jet. Yeah, I like that. Well, Liz, I'm excited to hear your story now. Yeah, tell me about yeah. tell me about your process. Tell me about your writing fanfiction. We've we're fucking professionals. We are. We've been writing fanfiction now for years. For years. I mean, me since childbirth. Yeah. Um, tell me about your process. So,
0: normally I stay away from first person narratives. Yeah, because I am not good at writing them. Mm-hmm. I find them very difficult to write.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. But this week, since we were writing Angst. Yes. Um, so I also had trouble because X-Men is a really angsty series, mm-hmm. right? Like everybody in it is like
1: confused
0: about their powers and like sad about the world yeah. and like mad about being discriminated against or mad because other mutants are mad about being discriminated against. Uh-huh. And it's hard to find a character who's not angsty. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, you can't write an angst piece. I mean, you can write an angst piece about Logan, but, like, why? Why? Every Logan piece is an angst piece about Logan.
1: Yes, fair. He lives in angst. He's full of angst in his blood. Um, so I found
0: the least angsty mutant that I could find. Can I guess? Yes. Storm.
1: No. Beast? Beast is very angsty. You're right. Hang on. Give me one more guess. Okay. Just give me one more. Gambit? No. who?
0: Apocalypse. (gasps) Of course. Right? Like, Apocalypse is just
1: like, I'm here to kill everyone. (laughs) Yeah, it's very self-righteous. Yeah. Yeah. Like Magneto, but without the angst. Right. Yeah. So I thought it would be very funny to
0: do a, like, piece where Apocalypse is having, like, a moment of introspection. Okay. And he's like, I don't know. Should I be doing this? And so this takes place somewhere, like, within the bounds of the movie X-Men Apocalypse. Okay. Uh, so if you haven't seen the movie X-Men Apocalypse,
1: there's going to be some specific jokes that you might not get. Okay, okay. I'm going to stop you and make them expl- you yeah, explain them to me because totally I haven't fine. seen X-Men Apocalypse in the last six months.
0: Um, Yeah. So I'm happy to explain them. Um, Yeah. So I sort of set it up as it's not really a narrative. It's more of like a character monologue. Well, I so, love that. That
1: means you better deliver a character oh, to me. Listen. you're Are you recreating Oscar Isaac for me? I was In this studio? I was going to try. Yeah. So Oscar
0: Isaac does a weird like half British accent that I like, couldn't quite get my hands on for mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. So I might just like pitch my voice a little lower and, and go with that. Okay, I'm into it. Um, but listen, I will deliver all the emotion. Okay, I'm ready. Um, and so yeah, this is this. Well, I mean, you'll see. So this is as if. I don't know how much I want to explain. You'll get it. Okay. 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 But this is, this is apocalypse having a moment. Do you have a title? Is that what it's Uh, called? It is called apocalypse now. You're welcome. (laughs) Meet Morp. Okay. I'm ready. Here we go. Hi doctor. Yes. Thanks for seeing me on such short notice. Not that you had a choice. Psylocke did psychic knife her way through your door and your receptionist. Sorry, that was a joke. Well, not really, actually. You don't have a choice and your receptionist is dead. And I feel I should mention up front that I don't have insurance. But you can have my assurance that I won't kill you if this goes well. Joking. Oh my god, your face. Relax. I'm not here to hurt you. I mean, not like right now, anyway. So, a little about me. My name is Ensaba Nur. People call me Apocalypse. I'm the first mutant slash a god. And I'm seriously considering wiping out all non-mutants to create an all-mutant super-race. Look. Look at you. You're all like, why is he here? What does a god need with a shrink, right? And I know, it's probably not healthy to need validation for my actions, but I guess I'm just feeling a little vulnerable lately. I mean... I know I'm doing the right thing and my followers love me, they really do, but people are saying some really nasty things about me. I mean, I don't mind being called Apocalypse, even though I prefer En Sabanur, not that anyone ever asks, but sure, Apocalypse is fine, that actually sounds pretty cool, but Satan? Come on, just because I ride around with four devoted followers, one of whom happens to look like some sort of perverse anti-angel, doesn't mean I'm actual Satan. In fact, you know what? I think, I think Satan stole the four horsemen thing from me. It just hurts, you know? I mean, maybe I am an all-powerful mutant god bent on destruction, but I have feelings, don't I? And it just really gets me going when people talk behind my back. I never used to worry about that stuff. I used to have absolute faith in the unconditional love of my worshipers, but that's all changed. I guess it started in ancient Egypt. They worshipped me there, held parades and ceremonies in my honor, asked that I bless every meal, every crop, every pyramid. Man, I really miss that. It's the little things, you know? Like people toasting in your name. You'd think that would get old, but it never does. To your health, to life, and to apocalypse. Those Egyptians really got it. Or at least I thought they did. Turns out there was a faction plotting against me the whole time, right under my nose. Here I am, thinking I'm all-powerful, and suddenly, wham! Right in the middle of transferring my consciousness to a new and improved self-healing body, they collapse a freaking pyramid on me. I mean, they didn't manage to kill me, but they meant to. And they killed my guys! While I was at my most vulnerable. I mean, my consciousness was literally between bodies and that's when you attack? That's not a fair fight. And and I know what you're going to say. It wouldn't have been a fair fight if I were at my best, but Jesus. It was just a really low blow. I thought they loved me enough to be too terrified to move against me. Don't look at me like that. I know love shouldn't be fear-based. I'm not talking about a relationship between partners. I'm talking about worshipful love. And I think, and I know I'm not the professional here, but I think that that should be a little fear-based. I'm a god. And don't throw that god complex stuff at me. I've heard that before, and it's not a complex if you're literally a god. Because, you know, what is a god? God. I mean, if we're talking maker of heaven and earth, then no, I realize I don't qualify, but people don't care about that. All they want is to give up the responsibility of making their own decisions. Do you know how much harder it is for an atheist to codify right and wrong? Why should they be good? People want someone like me to scare them a little and to keep them in line, you know? And it's a symbiotic relationship. They worship me. I create incentive for a functional society with rules for them. I'll tell you, what's the matter with people today? They don't fear anyone's wrath. I gave that to my people, and I'm just out here trying to do it again. Okay, you're right. God, you're good. I really can't fool you, can I? I am not trying to rule people this time. I'm trying to destroy humanity and give rise to a new mutant civilization. (sighs) But can you blame me? I mean, is it any wonder that I harbor a certain distrust for humans? And let's clarify some terms here because technically, technically mutants are humans too. And that's what everyone is always so quick to forget. Mutants are humans, just better. And yet people are out here calling me a racist, saying I hate the human race. Um, I'm part of the human race, and I'm out here trying to give it an upgrade? Like, if I hated it so much, would I be trying to vastly improve it? No. I didn't think so. The reality is, I've done some great things for mutant kind, and thereby for humanity. I've made my mutants stronger. I've given them confidence. I took storm out of poverty i saved angel from injury and alcoholism and don't forget magneto he had just lost his wife and his kid that guy was really hurting and now he has purpose something to live for something to fight for so don't tell me i'm not a fucking humanitarian sorry i'm sorry this isn't your fault i mean it is, in that you're part of the less evolved branch of the species on whom I place the blame for trapping me under a collapsed pyramid for thousands of years, but I do know that it's not literally your fault. And I did come here for your help, so I'll cool it a little. But while we're on the subject of humanitarianism, that nuclear disarmament people are always talking about, but no one seems willing to take steps to actually accomplish? I did that. Yeah, in about five minutes, just boop, sent them all into space. Do you know how many nukes they had? So many nukes. These people are a fucking menace to themselves. And if that's not a justification for what I'm doing, well, I'm going to be honest, I don't know what is. I mean, clearly these idiots were going to destroy themselves eventually. I'm just speeding up the process a little, you know? Is that a crime? Okay, yes, clearly it is. But should it be a crime? I say no. I really do. You know what? When I came here, I had a lot of doubts. I was genuinely wondering if I was doing the right thing. I actually told myself, and Sabanur, if so many people, some of them mutants, are against what you're doing here, is it possible that you are wrong? But you've made me see the light. I'm 100% on the right track i was released from the pyramid rubble for a reason and that reason is to single-handedly wipe out civilization as we know it making room for the rise of a better civilization of people i like (laughs) you're very good at your job it's a shame you can't shape shift or teleport or fly or something because i almost hate to see you burn oh well this has been great please Do take the time to go home and hold your loved ones because you know what they say. The end is nigh.
1: Wow. That's it. I didn't want to stop you because like... uh, That... uh, It... There was, so, there was so much. Okay, let's start with layer number one.
0: So that was a shorty, but I oh hope my, a goodie. No, it was
1: a beautiful. I was there. I was in the doctor's office. So let's start with the layer number one. When you started, I was like, oh, this is like all men who get accused of something wrong on the internet. And then they're <laughs> like... Why is everyone coming after me i don't
0: get it i really like hurt it sucks yeah I, I whipped my dick out but like at least i didn't
1: rape her but like <laughs> i could have done worse and there's a lot of people who really like me why can't everybody <laughs> agree with them so and then but then it took a turn for like hitler eugenics yeah in this hard way that i was like oh damn this guy is an evil villain he's in the a movies. pretty hillary dude and i was like okay okay classic evil villain using the justification of or or like, or like the matrix, like we would be better off without humans in control. And then you started talking about the nuclear disarmament and I was like, oh my God, but maybe I agree with this villain. <laughs> we are a menace
0: to ourselves. That was one of my favorite parts of the movie where he just like, like snaps his finger and like all the nukes just launch into space. I was like, oh man, nuclear disarmament's so easy.
1: <laughs> yeah. We just choose not to use. And then, and then it, it ended on you. circle back around, you came back to a man who just wanted to hear himself talk.
0: Yeah, I really like the idea. Obviously, <laughs> this is not a visual medium, but of course, in my head, this person in my head—it's a woman, because yeah, you know, oh, just the, like the shrink. Yeah, the shrink is mm-hmm. a woman and is just like sitting terrified the whole time as he talks at her and eventually just convinces himself that he's been right all
1: along and it's like thank you so much i also like because of the drama of these movies i picture like her in a high-rise office and all the windows have been blown out because he came in there and like as he's having this monologue his coat is like flapping in the wind (laughs) and so there's no music but the sound design is literally like i mean really (laughs) And then, like, Sound of Cars, the stories below.
0: I also, I just really like the idea that, like, he has one of his minions. So Psylocke in in the movie is yes, one of his minions. Yes, yes. Um, she's cool. She's yeah, cool she has
1: a cool, like, power, for sure.
0: Um, But that she just, like, kills the receptionist and busts into the room, and he, like, follows in and is like, can we talk?
1: <laughs> yeah, he is, like, I cannot, Why I remember watching that movie a while ago, and I cannot wrap my head around, like, what is the point of this fucking character?
0: Yeah, it really seemed like it was just to
1: create a nemesis. Like, it doesn't... It, yeah, but it's like it's like um, when you have a superhero that's battling one villain after the other, eventually you get to the point where you run out of villains and you're like, okay, well, we have to heighten to just Apocalypse. Right, we have to make an uber villain. And the trouble with that is that they don't give a really, like Thanos is like that. It's just yeah. Apocalypse. And what they did there that's great for story is like, why isn't he killing everyone right this second? Mm-hmm. And with Thanos, it's like he needs all the fucking stones or whatever. Yeah. But with Th- with the the apocalypse movie, I was like, why doesn't he just do it now? Right. Why doesn't he just kill everyone now? Well, and that's what like, are we doing? Yeah. Like the only
0: real. And I, I think it's why it's one of the X movies that just like didn't do well. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. The only real emotional arc in that is that like Magneto was trying so hard to be good. And like he had yeah. a wife and he had a daughter. I do and love he, like...
1: anything with Michael Fassbender. Ugh, yeah. God
0: bless. He's so hot. Um. And so this was, like, his turn back to the dark side. Yeah. Um, And then, like, double turn back again to the light side. And, sure. But, like, yeah, it doesn't make sense, right? If you were this villain, you would just wipe out all the humans. Yep, gone. And then you would, like, gather together the mutants yep. and be like, all right, which, who's on my side and who wants to try to fight?
1: And then you would have that battle, right? You would right. like, wait. Right. And And do weird shit like nuclear disarmament. Like, just for funsies? Yeah,
0: I also didn't really He was like, yeah, why, I get, like, I get getting rid of the nukes so that no one would have any way to stop him. Sure. I don't know, maybe it was, like, gonna take him a while to wipe out all the humans. Like, maybe he
1: needed a bigger army. Oh, God, is he gonna do it one at a time? I don't know.
0: (laughs) It was also one of those characters that, like, so the, the backstory of Apocalypse is that he's like the original mutant right, and his right. power is that he can transfer his consciousness into other mutants' bodies and then pick up their skills. Right. So he's like trans, he's lived so long because he's like absorbed all of these mutant skills and right before he got collapsed under a temple, he was transferred into a body that could regenerate, like I guess like a Wolverine type power. Yeah. So now he's like essentially immortal. Um. But that also means that his powers get to be really vague. Yeah, Like one of his powers is just like hate that. turning stuff into sand. And another power is just like trapping things in walls. And
1: like, I just like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't like that.
0: It's bad storytelling. I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, And it's not fun to have a bad guy that you're not emotionally invested in, which is why it was fun to write the story. Cause I was like, I don't know oh, what if he so did have like it now. a layer and it was like uh-huh. kind of a funny angsty, like, I don't know. Am I right? <laughs> like,
1: having a moment of doubt. I'm feeling really vulnerable right now. I lo- Yeah, I really like this. I also can tell that you've either been thinking about auditioning or reading monologues or just <laughs> prepping in a mirror because uh, Tiny Arm out there, Liz is for hire if you need any acting, yes. voice acting, any stage performance, any monologuing.
0: I make a really great martini. She's fucking
1: killing it right now with her skills. Just, you know, doing the thing. I actually
0: had a moment where I was like, what if I started using this for auditions? I would never get cast, but I would leave people asking that all important question. What the fuck was that?
1: I, w- I mean, I do would love the idea of like you come in and they're like, oh, so what are you giving us today? And you're like, I'm doing a monologue from an X-Men fan fiction. Yeah,
0: uh, It's an original monologue. I'm um, playing Apocalypse <laughs> from X-Men Apocalypse,
1: the fan fiction. Can you please do that for a thing that you don't want to do? Yes. Okay. If I ever
0: have to audition for like, I don't like a project that is like must be comfortable with nudity or like something that I'm not comfortable with or don't actually want. I'm definitely going to whip this out.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Please video it. Oh God. Yes. Uh, For sure. Oh, well, this has been amazing. Yeah. This was, guys, this is my shortest fan fiction of the season. I was pretty proud of myself. I, I'm not writing 6,000 words. I'm also proud of the like challenge that you gave yourself to do something different. Yeah. It was really fun. I really liked it a lot. Um, so, oh, Liz, we have two more fandoms left. Two more. Two well, Coming more. back next week yeah. to pick our next fandom and pick our next genre. So
0: just to remind you, Tiny Army, our two fandoms are Pokemon and Sabrina. Yes. And our two genres are perhaps the funnest genres. I know. We saved them for last. Yeah. Not on purpose. It was fake. No, it was just fate. Guys, you're going to either get musical fan fiction.
1: Or... Sexy smut fanfiction. Um, we're gonna see how it goes. Yeah, this is the these two fanfictions to do. Musical, amazing to uh, do smut. <laughs> I don't know how it's gonna go,
0: That's, guys. We're either gonna have to do smutty Pokemon or Smutty. which is S- just bestiality, or smutty Sabrina. Sabrina, teenage witch, which is kind of. We're going to age the shit out of those characters. We'll figure it out. Yeah.
1: I have faith in us to not be problematic. Or at least to try. I think we can do it.
0: Yeah. Listen,
1: Aunt Zelda and Aunt Hilda are sexy ladies.
0: They are sexy. And you know what? Who's to say the Pokemon, you know, what if a Charizard fell in love with a
1: Bulbasaur? Oh, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, beautiful. Oh. Anyway. Um, if you want to read our fan fictions And you do You can do that on fanfiction.net or Wattpad Yeah mm-hmm. Or Archive of Our Own Or Archive of Our Own We're everywhere Or everywhere uh, You can also visit our website morbanana.com forward slash worldstealers mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter and Insta um, Our handle is
0: at World Mm-hmm.
1: No, I'm sorry Our handle is at World Steelers. At World Steelers, yeah. And you can send us a review, a DM, anything you want. Tweet us. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Um, We love word of mouth.
0: If you have a friend who's a dork and is not listening to us, get them, recruit them. Tiny Army wants you.
1: Yeah. Um, And you can send us an email at worldstealerspod at gmail.com. Yes, please do. And uh, we'll see you next time. To uh, and and uh, next week, yeah, to decide our fate, yeah, um, and signing off in the way that we do every week, every single time. Hide your kids,
0: hide your worlds, because we're coming for you.